0: It yeah. might have been described as less than a button on a fur coat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to Code Orange. Whether you're a doctor, nurse, therapist, tech, assistant, or admin, we've got you
2: covered for the next 30 minutes spilling the dirt on all things healthcare. I'm Allie. And I'm Paige, and thanks for joining us on this show as we talk to each other, our awesome guests, talk about amazing things in healthcare and some awkward things, and hopefully you enjoy our show and you come back. Um, This week on our show, our guest is Dory, who is an amazing employee for us, and she (laughs) is an occupational therapist. And she has some pretty amazing experiences, lots of years working as an occupational therapist, and she's seen a lot. And so we're going to have some fun little tidbits to share with you. Thanks for joining us, Dory.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: How many years experience do you have now? Oh, coming up on, (laughs) well, this is 28 years.
2: Wow. Oh, my goodness. How long have you been doing home health?
0: I have been doing home health for four years.
1: Okay. And then your past experience, you've done a lot of skilled nursing facilities. Skilled nursing. Acute I rehab. taught at the
0: university. Right. I did acute PEDS rehab. Um, I did sci- actually went to OT school to do psych. Right. Whoa. That was my first job. Locked little, unit, open unit. Wow, oh A little
1: bit of everything. Wow. Wow, wow. Isn't well, that our job? A little yeah, bit of everything? That's true. <laughs> Makes you the good therapist you are.
2: (laughs) So I'm going to try to keep us on schedule here. Sometimes Allie gets off schedule. Oh, Um, okay, So what we're going to talk about next is a current news event that's happening in the headlines. And... And so this is a surprise to Allie and Dory. So let's see what you think about this. What are
1: we talking about? Okay. And is it COVID related?
2: No, it's not COVID related because COVID is just getting boring at this point. You know, I wish it would just go away. (laughs) But what we're going to talk about is that, you know, the Summer Olympics are going on Mm -hmm. in Tokyo and there was a really interesting thing um, when I opened up CNN today. I think I know the where you're going with very this. top story was that Simone Biles, mm-hmm. the famous, um, the famous gymnast, yes. pulled herself out to focus on her mental health. Mm-hmm. So I was reading more about that, and what I saw is that. She started off doing some kind of like the bar, like twisty maneuver. And rather than doing two and a half spins, she was only able to do one and a half. Mm -hmm. And it scared her so bad. And she got this like symptom called the twisties I guess they call it in gymnastics Hmm. where it's like you're so disoriented Hmm. and you don't know like when you're centered when you're landing until you you know hit the ground or hit the bar or Hmm. really injure yourself the beam rather and so anyway she decided she wanted to preserve her physical body and her mental health and not be so stressed. And she just pulled out and she doesn't want to get in the way of them, you know, getting gold. And I thought that's pretty incredible. Mm
0: -hmm. I think it's a timely topic. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of discussion, obviously with the Olympics in play here about physical readiness. Mm -hmm. Um, we've, Seen a lot, read a lot about, watch things play out of physical injuries and how that's mm-hmm. impacted. We've seen mm-hmm. pe- players who have, or competitors who have played through t- terrific injuries, competed and won, and mm-hmm. then paid the price for that. Yeah. I think mental illness has always been something mm-hmm. that's sort of been the redheaded stepchild yeah. on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that she brought that right up to the front, I think Naomi Osaka just recently took some big heat mm-hmm. for bringing that up, you know, on a world stage mm-hmm. so i think that's incredibly important and it should be given equal yeah. weight mm-hmm. and concern and that's an i had not heard that that's what was going on with her so i think that yeah. from from for us from a therapeutic yeah. point of view i'm curious to know what was going on vestibularly yeah mm-hmm. for her and yes that can be extremely dangerous mm-hmm. and if you're flying around flipping around in circles yeah and you're not knowing where you're going to land that's incredibly scary Isn't so that be the crazy? anxiety and the weight of yeah. her team and her nation yeah. depending on her obviously that
2: and. Is. She said she wanted to be able to walk out of the Olympics mm-hmm. and not go out on a stretcher.
0: Yes. So. So, And the fact that she was a true sportsman and came in, mm-hmm. sportswoman yeah. person, <laughs> and came and cheered on her team and was there yeah. and did not hide from that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty
2: incredible. And especially like coming out of this era of COVID with all this isolation and Mental health mm-hmm. becoming such an issue for all of us. All this anxiety we've lived through over the last year and a half. I think it's that's really timely too mm-hmm. that we need to prioritize mental health.
1: Yeah. Yes. It comes back to that whole person care that we end up talking about all the time. Yeah. And her whole being. And I saw a lot of um, social media posts uh last night about that and just everyone was rallying around her yeah and it became kind of like a women empowerment too thing Mm -hmm. because she showed up for her team and even if she wasn't there helping the team um physically she was there to support them and so everyone was pretty um supportive of that and got to give it to her for doing that especially at a young age yeah it's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. yeah so that was a good one thanks thanks Paige (laughs) (laughs) As you know, our podcast is called Code Orange. So, we like to start every interview with what we call a Code Orange moment. In the hospital or in a healthcare facility, Code Orange is often called when there is some kind of chemical spill, major cleanup, external disaster. Um, And anyone who's ever worked in healthcare has had a situation that was potentially messy, dangerous, hazardous, awkward. I mean, you name it. So, Dory, I know you have probably so many of these because I've heard quite a few myself. But what is your code orange moment? Can you spill the dirt?
0: Sure. (laughs) Dirt might be a very clean name for it. (laughs) But yes, I can do that. (laughs) Talking about timely topics, we are now (laughs) in the heat of summer in Southern California. Yes. Part of our catchment area for the areas that we service <laughs> include the low desert <laughs> one of the towns I went to I think this was on mm-hmm. about a 104 degree day <sighs> uh, oh. I knocked on the front door of the home and was directed down the side yard through the gate to a small travel trailer that had several dogs in it oh. um, when I knocked on the door oh. the individual that I was supposed to be seeing came out and um, it was very hot. We had a very uh, small area to work in. My patient requested that we conduct the assessment outdoors. so we Which
2: went. is always a little suspicious. But potentially yes. beneficial.
0: Yes. Well, it was a large pit bull and a small dog that oh. were barking at the, at the oh. window, which I don't have a problem with dogs typically, but when I caught sight of the interior of the trailer, I voted also for the outdoor <laughs> experience. Oh. And the heat. In the heat. Was it full sun, too? Or was there some shade? Oh, well, it was full sun. Ugh. But we were up against a fence, which provided minimal shade to the bench that I was not sitting on. Um, so we adjourned to said bench. Yeah, my patient was wearing a Hello Kitty cap, baseball type cap. Oh, and she sat on the bench. And I put my things down. I set my mat down my bag and proceeded to conduct my assessment as I was attempting to get her vital signs I noticed something moving on the brim the brim of her cap and oh. I thought it was an ant it was very small yeah. and my oh. eyes are not what they once were <laughs> 28 years into my practice so I assumed possibly it was an ant and I continued to assess my patient and then something was on her arm uh, that she brushed off and then roaches began crawling across uh, the bench, across my uh, mat, uh, and I kept trying to sort of surreptitiously look to see where they might be coming from because we were on straight concrete, there was not uh, no dirt around. a rubbish can or, you know, piles of things where roaches might tend to want to hang out. And was this
2: lady noticing? Like, was she aware that you were noticing at that point? She was not aware that
0: I was noticing. Occasionally, she would sort of brush at, I think she could feel them as they came across her arm. Yeah. Then I looked more closely at her cap, and it was baby roaches that were on the brim of her cap, and they appeared to be actually coming out of her clothing. When one ran across my my notebook... That I had to flick off. I finally brought it to her attention. I said, do you know that there are roaches on you? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, is that what they are? Poor lady. I said, do you have roaches in your home? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I try to get roach sprays. And I said, okay. And I... At that point, all I could do was stare at my bag to see what was going to be possibly crawling in there, and imagine everything that was crawling on my pant legs.
2: And Dory is a total germaphobe.
0: Total. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> yes.
2: She'll sit in staff meetings and like not touch anything, and she's like spraying her hands every five minutes with hand sanitizer. It's so much that it.
0: was gotta love it, though. Killing you, Dory. Yes. Well, unfortunately, you know, sani wipes and hand spray don't help roaches. No. So. No. So that was, my, that was my fun in the sun oh, that uh, day. That's really I rough. think I did Good ask for a thing. social work eval on that I particular I think you page. did, yes. Yes. Yeah, You were very
2: <laughs> thorough in your recommendations. I <laughs> hope that lady had air conditioning at least. Well, that's uh, what Dory was thinking. It was thinking. barely
0: working. I think she had had to rig something up. I was, I <sighs> was concerned for my patient and, and concerned for the dogs that were present. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Wow. That's
1: sad. Oh, man. Ooh. The things we see. Yeah. And then you didn't bring any home with you.
0: Not that I am aware of.
1: <laughs> it's the worst feeling driving <laughs> away from those situations <sighs> and the feeling of yeah. creatures potentially on you, whether they're there or not.
2: Yeah. Oof. It's disturbing. <sighs>
1: Was your total moment when you took a nap before your <laughs> patient
0: <laughs> visit <laughs> in your car?
2: Where I was concerned for your safety. <laughs> You're getting distracted. That has only happened like once before. And it happened to be last week.
0: And then the next. In the heat? No. It was really? Hot. No,
2: I left my car running.
0: <laughs> Even better.
2: <laughs> I had driven, listen, I had driven like 50 minutes up to this patient. And I have always told my spouse that I have, like, driving narcolepsy. <laughs> and so when, and, and. So how is a good field for you. And exactly. It's very safe. And so Chris would always drive. And so, like, I have to go drive. And I was listening to a podcast and I guess it was boring. And, and by the time I got up there, I was seriously, I was nodding off. And I all I could think of was going to sleep. And I was like, oh, so I just <laughs> I folded to the post office parking lot <laughs> and set my timer for 15 minutes. And then I texted I think I texted Allie when I woke up when you woke up. I don't know. Yes. But I I was like, hey, I'm okay just getting here. I had to sleep for like fifteen minutes. I I'm okay. I'm better now. Okay,
1: but where this patient lives, between here and there, there is no nice place to stop. No,
2: but So Paige sleeping in her minivan with it running and <laughs> God knows where. No, but it was a cute little it's a cute little town. I made it to the town. I it's mean an- you did, but you didn't clarify that and maybe you should have let us know before.
1: You went to sleep.
2: Wow. I felt much
1: better after that. She told me she didn't even. She thought she was pulling into the grocery store, and then when she woke up, she realized she was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was the post post office. office. (laughs) Which is kind of embarrassing to tell you this story because you drive (laughs) all over. You drive to Victorville, Barstow, Hemet, Coachella Valley. I mean. She's That's a rock kind of, star. It's kind of embarrassing to mention
0: that yeah, you to you. Yeah, you can't hang. Well, you may have done very well <laughs> in the parking lot I pulled into last week in yeah? one of those low desert communities. And I thought that there was a gentleman possibly who had worked all night and maybe was taking a nap <laughs> waiting for his coworker in the car next to me when yeah. I pulled up. I was doing a drive-by on a patient and I thought, yeah. okay, I'm maybe at a mile from my last patient I can take this chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the time I'd gathered my items, he had sort of turned his head towards me and opened his eyes, which were bright red, Oof. at which case, I at which point I think I determined that he was probably um, um, enjoying yes yeah. whatever he had just enjoyed. Influence. When I oh, went man. to knock on my patient's door, um, I had seen a person enter what ended up being that apartment, and I thought, well, I'm going to get over there while somebody's there to answer the door, and... Um, I was told I from the other side of the door, uh, oh, hang on, he's here, he's on the toilet. Mm. I said, Okay, I identified myself and who I was there to see. <laughs> Nothing like being and introduced I, to
2: someone for the first time when they're yes. on the
0: toilet. <laughs> so I was I had received a call from one of my coworkers that I did an auto reply. I'll call you back shortly, and then I realized perhaps I need to let somebody know where I am. So I quickly texted. And said, hey, this is if I'm you at. don't hear from me in about 45 minutes, let the office know I'm at this address. <laughs> oh my God. I was yelled at to enter. Oh, come in. And I thought, I'm not entering an apartment. You know, I had no idea. This was a kind of sketchy looking place. Oh man. And I thought, I'm not opening the door. I don't know what's going to be on the other side. So I quickly texted the address yeah. and said, uh, I'm at apartment five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. the door open? <gasps> And my patient had tattoos completely covering his face. Oh. He had brown coating on his lips that I initially I thought was dried blood. What? Then oh, I thought perhaps was a vamp goodness. lipstick. What it's, is it? What I it? And then I thought maybe he was eating something chocolate. Or was he like, you know,
2: smoking a spray paint can? You know what? how people do that? Like, I what,
0: potentially what do you know about that. Did I've you, seen
2: a documentary on it before. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: he was in a bit of a panic and initially was saying that the toilet had overflowed oh didn't want me to come in could we do it outside yes there was a handy couch i had to ask are have you taken drugs today because i'm about to take your blood pressure and if i get a sky high number i need to know what i'm dealing with oh no no okay well come and lay down on this couch he was in oh you scared me i thought i thought you were the police (gasps) you scared you scared me Uh, No, I'm just, can we complete this? You were asking for, oh, yes, 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 okay. Oh, I was eating something chocolate. He told me. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. (gasps) I was eating chocolate. Oh my god. What town was this story? This was in Desert Hot Springs. Oh, yeah. Welcome to
2: the NLM. It's uh, it's the nickname is the Devil's Playground.
0: Well, as I exited the area the apartment complex at the gate, a gentleman had his tinfoil neatly folded up under his arm with his X Acto knife and his handful of oh. cigarettes. And when I got back to my car, the car that was next to me was full of people oh. who were imbibing in whatever substance they were enjoying for the oh day. My Lord. Good Lord. Dory. Yeah. Don't we So too. don't fall asleep at the post office Thank or the grocery you. store page.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Dory. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you even teach uh,
2: safety awareness to our new employees. Yeah, but this town—this town is it's like a ritzy little touristy town for people from LA.
1: On Code Orange, we like to ask our guests to spill a little bit of the inside scoop on the industry, working in healthcare, and the profession in general. So, looking forward, um, maybe the next two to five years, what do you see as the biggest challenge for healthcare um, workers, personally, professionally, culturally, or economically? Do you have any concerns that you see being a struggle for us all in healthcare?
0: Well, things are always changing. I think in healthcare, mm-hmm. that will always be the case. Has always been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the trends that we've been seeing are, you know, things just keep getting squeezed yeah, in certain areas. But what that ends up doing is it opens opportunities, I think, in other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the work that we do here at prior mm-hmm. level is indicative of where the possibilities lie. Mm-hmm. I think um, the work that I do in the durable medical equipment evaluations mm-hmm. is something that I find to be rewarding in the mm-hmm. sense that when I come across family members who have not had access to or were not educated on mm-hmm. or were not aware of um the help that they could have received. And mm-hmm. when I've had somebody who has been trying to repair their own wheelchair for the past 20 years mm-hmm. because they were not informed that they could get a new wheelchair mm-hmm. fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm outraged by that. Right. But I am also encouraged by the fact that here in the state of California. Mm-hmm we have the opportunity to um, provide the necessary services to these individuals. Mm-hmm. So that is those are the things that I'm grateful for, and those are the things that I think that we're getting right. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense of, you know some of the red flags that come up is with the changes that we're seeing, in other areas, we're seeing patients who may be not getting the same services that they may have gotten. Mm-hmm. five, 10, 20 years ago, when mm-hmm. I came out, we've been talking about mental health issues. I went into OT to work in mental health. My yeah. first jobs were in mental health. Yeah, um, That's what I taught when I taught at the university, I taught in our mm. psychosocial track. So mm-hmm. when I got out of school, insurance is paid for a lot more inpatient care Mm -hmm. in that area than they do now. Mm, We would routinely have patients who were able to stay for 30 days and that was covered Mm. by their insurance. I think today people are lucky to get three days Mm -hmm. for a 5150 and they often do not qualify. Mm -hmm. So I think I also recently requested a a social work evaluation Mm -hmm. on a patient who was demented, Mm -hmm. who was unsafe, the Mm -hmm. family was having difficulty managing them, but they did not qualify for a 5150 and the family member literally was begging me and had been begging this patient's healthcare professionals, please, yeah. he is unsafe for himself, mm-hmm. he is unsafe for people here in the home, mm-hmm. we need to get him hospitalized so that we can manage his medications and stabilize him. Yep. And he did not meet the criteria for a 5150. Yeah. So it put everybody in danger. Yeah. Um, so that those are the frustrations I think that we see. And mm-hmm. it's just important to um, those of the powers that be who get to make those decisions to ensure that all of these areas of concern and need are addressed. Mm-hmm. I realize there's no perfect answer, right. but that's something that we can continue to work towards. Yeah. Um for me personally, as I'm <laughs> aging um if I the question here is in the next two, five, ten years, um, is is it sustainable for me as a professional, what can I do? We were kind of joking around in our break and talking about the strategies that we come up with in order to do our jobs effective, effectively and efficiently. Mm-hmm. And I think that as clinicians, we're particularly gifted at that in being able to adapt not only the environment and our approaches for our patients, but we do the same thing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And how is it that we can ensure that we are caring for ourselves physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally? Um, do Mm -hmm. we, I've always told my students and my coworkers, you know, there's days where things get to you, but you go and find a closed door and vent appropriately (laughs) to to appear or, you know, somebody who can hear you and then you can open that door and put your professional hat back on and walk back out. Mm -hmm. So whatever it takes in order to sort of get through those difficult times is relevant and necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, culturally, um, I think you know, overall, the world is becoming more aware of being sensitive to and aware of differences. Um, I work with a lot of families who come from different cultural backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I might read that as, is this somebody who I need to automatically bring shoe coverings for? If Mm -hmm. I see that there are shoes outside of the door, I come from Hawaii. In Hawaii, no matter what ethnicity you are, Mm -hmm. you not wear shoes into other people's homes Mm -hmm. nor into your own. And so sort of joke is when you leave somebody's house, you don't take better shoes. (laughs) You take the ones you came with. (laughs) Um, But that's something that I will read at the door. I will ask Mm -hmm. my families, do you prefer that I put shoe coverings on? Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a language issue, if it's a sleeping arrangement issue with some of our pediatric patients, that is often something that Mm -hmm. comes up or certain cultures do not feel comfortable or safe having their child sleep in a different room Mm -hmm. or on a different floor of the home, even a different room is unheard of and cruel, um, and different cultures view that differently. So it's an, it's something that we just need to kind of bring into our discussion and what is important and how can we meet the needs of this particular family. So those are just some of the ways that I try to, in addition to being familiar with certain words or phrases or asking, how do I ask this question? Yeah. Um, I've had hearing impaired patients. I at least can finger spell, which is rather humiliating, but at least I can indicate what my name is and we sort of get by. And I think that just sort of breaks down any stress or Mm -hmm. anxiety that my family or patient may have Mm -hmm. that I'm able to at least meet what their needs are, Mm -hmm. you know, as best I can. Yeah.
1: That's pretty amazing. Yeah. You're very good at having that full whole person awareness um, and really, you know, looking at each patient's needs, um, wholly and we get that feedback about you all the time. So it's, um, something we appreciate about you and so do all your patients. Um, and we all could learn from you in that aspect as well. So I know that you have, um, patients go off and see, and thank you so much for your time and for being on the show with us. Um, we appreciate the stories you shared with us and the time you spent, (laughs) um, Paige, any last words from you?
2: Thank you, Jory. (laughs) We We appreciate you.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate you guys too. You are always, you always have my back. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you once again for joining us here on Code Orange, the podcast that spills all the dirtiest stuff in healthcare world. Please take a minute to like, rate, review our show on whatever platform you may be listening on.
2: So please join us next time. And you can learn more about our awesome home health company on our website, we are at PriorLevelHH.com. And anyway, check us out next time. Thanks. Thank you. You're brave and tough out there we in really the wild are. West. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. yes. And please don't feel like if you are... Just walk away, Dory. Uh You don't have to go to the people that are, you know, cutting up.